This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. On the 1st of November, I had the honor and privilege of attending the 105th birthday party for leadership icon Frances Hesselbein. The party was also called a Festschrift, which is the term that scholars use for how they honor their colleagues in academia. The Festschrift was hosted by the University of Pittsburgh, where Frances Hesselbein is a graduate. She is a distinguished alumnus of the university. And in addition to her degree from the University of Pittsburgh, she holds 22 honorary doctorates. And for the virtual Festschrift, there were many attendees that included current and former board members of her leadership organization, University of Pittsburgh faculty, and U.S. military general officers, as well as many other leadership colleagues and partners, such as myself, who know Frances Hesselbein in a variety of different settings. So let me tell you a little bit about her, just in case you don't know who Frances Hesselbein is. She was born on the 1st of November in 1915 in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, and she enrolled in the University of Pittsburgh in 1932. That was a long time ago. And she's known a lot for her work and her role with the Girl Scouts organization. She started out in the 60s being a volunteer Girl Scout leader, even though she herself didn't have any daughters. And then from 1976 to 1990, she was the CEO of the Girl Scout organization. Under her leadership, she grew the Girl Scouts to 2.25 million people, and her workforce was 750,000 people. She did so well leading the Girl Scouts and making it a priority for the Girl Scout organization to be diverse and to be a place and a home for all girls. So even in the Girl Scout handbook, she made a point of having girls from all different backgrounds. She felt it was important for every girl to be able to see herself in the Girl Scout handbook. As a result of her work as CEO of the Girl Scouts under the presidency of President Bill Clinton in 1998, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, which is the highest civilian honor a person can receive. Once she left the Girl Scouts, she started an organization, a leadership institute with Peter Drucker. That organization was originally called the Peter Drucker Foundation for Nonprofit Management, and then it later became the Leader to Leader Institute. And from that organization, 
She engaged in lots of activities to resource nonprofit leaders to bring them the best of leadership so that they could be the best leaders out there on the planet. She really believed that you could move a lot of mountains through nonprofit leaders. She also, between 2009 and 2011, served in the 1951 Chair for the Study of Leadership at the United States Military Academy at West Point. She was the first woman to serve in that position and the first non-graduate of the Military Academy at West Point to serve in that role. And she focused on ethical values-based leadership and spoke to cadets as well as active duty military leaders. Now, you might be wondering how it is that I personally know Francis. How did our paths cross? Well, my esteemed colleague, Juana Bordas, who's the president and CEO of Mestiza Leadership International, she and I teamed up to provide leadership development to nonprofit leaders through the Texaco and later the Chevron Texaco Corporate Responsibility Program. It was Chevron Texaco's way of giving back to the community. And on the faculty of that program, where Juana and I served for many years, was also Francis Hesselbein and Marshall Goldsmith. They were regular faculty members of the program. So for many years and many times throughout the year, I had an opportunity to see Francis and to get to know her since we both served in that Chevron Texaco leadership program. Many of the people who were in our leadership program went on to serve in even greater levels of civic leadership and engagement. Frances is known for her extraordinary life of service and especially in the public sector. If you think about Francis, you think about a person of character, someone who is ethical, values-based. You think of somebody who is elegant, a woman of poise, someone with great power, though in a very gracious package, beautiful, quiet, generous, having a compassionate spirit. One of the things that she stood for and really believed in is that leadership is about who you are. It's more important to first be, and then from that being to actually do. Some of the things that Francis was known for saying is to say things like, to serve is to love. Living to serve. People are the treasures And she would look you right in the eye and say, you are the gift. She believes that leadership is circular. So she's a champion for really bringing out the leadership in all people. Frances Hesselbein is a tremendous inspiration, a woman of courage, conviction, and hope. I see her as a role model for living a life of purpose. 
She came from a family of leaders and military leaders as well, a family of service that way back in the day when she was born, even in 1915, her family believed in diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she has continued to carry that legacy and baton forward. And the reason I celebrate Frances is because she stands for everything that I also believe in. As part of Frances' birthday celebration, we were talking about an organization that has been developed at the University of Pittsburgh, and it's called the Hesselbein Forum. And through the Hesselbein Forum, which is really a leadership center to develop the students and the faculty and also community members associated with the University of Pittsburgh. So from that leadership, Hesselbein Forum, she has a quarterly journal called Leader to Leader. She has a library of 35 leadership books and an executive coaching program where she pairs students, faculty, and staff with veteran leaders to again take their leadership up to the next level. She also has the Hesselbein Lecture Series, and that lecture series brings students, faculty, and members of the community together so that they can learn from the great leaders in our environment. People such as the former CENTCOM commander, retired General Lloyd Austin, who I also know because he and I served together at West Point when we were both active duty Army officers. As part of this birthday celebration, we are raising funds for that Hesselbein Forum at the University of Pittsburgh. And if you would like to donate to that so that the lecture series continues and so that the executive coach program, the pairing of people continues and these leaders are resourced, just look in the notes and you will see a link for how you can donate to this very worthwhile cause. So when I think of Frances Hesselbein, I think about this whole concept of pay it forward. And we are currently living in a time when the world is greatly in need of principled leadership and leaders of character and leaders of wisdom. And as Francis would say, make sure that you think first and speak last. And I'll also leave you with this thought from Francis. She would say, yes, we are in this time where the world needs principled ethical leadership, where people are coming from their being and who they are. And then she would look you straight in the eye and say, the world is waiting for you. You are the instrument of your leadership. And so I invite you to read a complimentary chapter of my book, Lead Yourself First, The Senior Leader's Guide to Engaging Your People for Greater Performance and Impact. And here's what you'll get from reading the book. You'll get some perspectives on how to leverage your unique gifts and superpowers, also how to mine the gold of your past experiences, overcoming challenges, and thirdly, 
you'll be able to identify the continual learning that will catapult you to your next victory. So to read that complimentary chapter, go to my website, www.transleadership.com, scroll down the homepage and click on the button that says, read a chapter. And I look forward to meeting you inside the book. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.